Hello and welcome back to Podcast from the Edge with me, Peter Bruce. Good to have you. I'm afraid this is South Africa and so another week, another crisis. Gabecha, Port Elizabeth, Mandela Bay, PE, call it what you like, is running out of water. It may already have run out of water. What has happened? This is, after all, a serious place. It was a 2010 Soccer World Cup venue. South Africa's biggest pharmaceuticals company, Aspen Manufacturers then, was to become a hub of African vaccines production. Ford makes engines there. VW makes cars. How does a place like this run out of bloody water, I ask you? Or perhaps better, I get to ask Denise van Heistien. She's chief executive of the Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber, a woman trying to hold a thousand rubber bands together so some sense of normalcy prevails so that people can try and get on with their lives. Hi, Denise, and thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Can we just start with the situation in Gavecha there this morning, this Monday morning? Is there water when you open the taps or isn't there? Well, as of today, there's some parts of the metro that don't have water and there's other parts that do, do have water. But this has kind of been the trend for the past few months. So it's, it's been very frustrating, I guess, for, for us and also for businesses. Um, we've also had water pressure issues that have been ongoing as well. So it's a very difficult set of circumstances. Is it a different kind of a crisis to what, say, Cape Town was facing a few years ago? Parts of the town, as you say, seem to have water and parts of the town don't. And that's because essentially you're being fed from very different directions, aren't you? Yeah, I think what we're facing is very different to what happened in Cape Town. And it's far more serious if you look at where we are now. Um, what we're facing is not just a drought. It's a water management uh, crisis. And this has been um, coming on for a number of years. And it's largely, we believe, due to the instability that we've had yeah, from a political perspective, where um, the political instability has rendered the municipality um, um, incapable of delivering services. And because of that, um, you know, council meetings don't take place when they're supposed to, resolutions are not passed and so on. So there hasn't been the required investment in infrastructure, both uh, water and electricity. So that's been a, a major contributor. And also because of that lack of investment, the, the leaks have become a major issue where we're actually losing 40% of total water consumption is, is lost, 29% of that to leaks, and 11% is unaccounted for. So when you look at that, that is clearly not a sustainable situation. And then we also have Noit Gedacht, um, the water that comes via the Gerip Dam to, um, through the Noit Gedacht scheme. And that's supposed to be our silver bullet where that provides 209 megalitres a day. But when you consider the extent of the water losses, it means we don't have enough water. So, yes, we do have dams that are, are running low. Um, but when you factor in the, the opportunity via the Neutgedacht scheme, we should be okay, but we're not. Was Neutgedacht intended to solve all the problems? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a project that started way back in 1993, yes. so even before the sort of dawn of democracy, um, it's a very long way away from Port Elizabeth, isn't it? Um, how does it, how, one, how does the water get from the Kharib Dam, the old Furvut Dam, um, to, to you in Tevecha? And what is it supposed to do once it's there? What is it feeding? Yeah, so, so with Neutgeduck, that's supposed to give us water security to Nelson Mandela Bay. And when you look at the extent of the water we're allowed to extract, 
that that should do so. But the weaknesses or the challenges we've had around the scheme is that there were there've been a number of project delays over a number of years, which has protracted completion of each phase of the scheme. So phase three was completed, I think, about uh, two months ago, but phase four still. What was that? What was that supposed yeah, to so, do? Yeah, so so phase four is the last leg in what needs to be done, and and the last leg is around ensuring that um, we have connectivity. Um, or it's actually around the Sundays River Canal uh, piece, and that will increase the capacity of the amount of water that can flow through to the city. But the other challenge we have is that the the eastern and the western sides of the metro are still not connected to each other. Um, and that there's critical pump station work that needs to be completed in order to enable that to happen. And the one pump station that is supposed to be completed at the end of this month, Kwanebuchli, and then that would enable the flow across the, the metro. Um, but the pro- problem with all these projects has been the delays. So, so I think that's also hurt us. And, and Denise, who's supposed to, who's supposed to make these projects work? Who's responsible for this pump station? for its operation? Who is responsible for its installation and its operation? Well, that that is through the municipality. So I think they work in tandem with the Department of Water and Sanitation. But, you know, in the defense of the municipal officials, I think the political instability has negatively impacted their ability to do their jobs. Because, for example, um, Treasury had allocated uh, funding to the city some time ago um, to support with the drought crisis that we already had then. And um, we actually forfeited that money as a city because of the instability in council and they didn't meet the required uh, processes and approvals to ensure that we got that funding. So so physically the municipality has people capable of running a pump station, but they don't have... They don't have the funds because the municipality, the politicians, haven't processed them properly. That's the one aspect. And then there's also been a, um, a degeneration of skills in that the municipality used to have, my understanding is they used to have 43 engineers and artisans at one point in time, uh, and now they hardly have any. You know, So there hasn't been a focus effort on retaining those core skills either. So it's a combination of factors. So people have left. Has that been a quick thing? It's been eroded over time. So it's been over the last few years that that has happened. But we, we really do need more focus to be placed on, on those critical skills when you consider our entire env- environment around the basics not working because we're talking about a water crisis, but we've also got serious issues on the electricity side. Um, and a lot of that is caused by vandalism yeah. and um you know, and water is also a victim of vandalism. But on the electricity side, um, we've had uh, substation infrastructure literally being stolen, as well as the cable theft, which, which takes place. I know that's a national uh, problem, but what we've done as a business community, and it might be first in the world, I don't know, but we actually got a MOU signed with the municipality, which allows us as businesses to extend our security two substations. So we're securing um, our own security or supply, which is very unusual, I think. And, and a measure of the scale of the crisis, I presume. You said, sorry, you said just now that there had been a loss of skill in, and you said the last three years. Did I get that right? No, over a number of years. So it's, it's eroded okay. over time. Right. So it isn't, it isn't related to the, a particular sort of political situation changing. In other words, 
the town was run at one stage by Athol Trollope and the BA. Um, they were turned out. Um, did, did, did that make any difference or was it just part of the mess generally? I'll give a view and maybe uh, it won't be liked by all the political parties, but since uh, 2016, we've uh, been a victim of political instability. Yeah, and it doesn't matter which party or coalition has ruled. Um, they've all been problematic. And the deterioration has really happened since uh, 2016. And as far as we go as organized business, we are apolitical. We don't care who is the ruling no, party. I, I understand. But, but in yes. 2016, yeah. was, were local government elections, and that was the yeah. the end, I think, of that administration and the beginning of That's right. a lot of chaos. Um, mm-hmm. um, Denise, what? Um, so let, let me get straight now. So the, the dams that would feed possibly the wealthier parts of town that run dry, right? The, the the warmers and um, um, uh, I don't know PE that well, but I mean you know the sort of residential old residential parts of the of the of the city, the 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 Kharib um, uh, Dam scheme would feed into the growing parts of the city, um, New Brighton being one of the older ones, I guess, but new townships you know heading up east. Or have I, uh, am I right? Have I got that more or less? No, it's actually it's actually a mix of areas that are okay. in the so-called red zone. So the it's primary residential areas, but there are some uh, industrial areas included, and areas like uh, New Brighton and Causton and um, and yeah, Warmer Township and and so on. So there's it it affects um, all the communities, and that's why we've also partnered with Gift of the Givers because we want to make sure that there's um, equitable supply of water around the city and to all communities. Yeah. So as business, what can what can you do? You you you've taken over control or care and maintenance of some of your electrical substations. Um, I'm sure I heard recently that the business had approached the council with an offer to help and had been turned down. Yeah, we've actually moved forward with that. So we've started an initiative, uh, like we do adopt a substation. We've now started adopt a leak. In fact, we've got teams on the ground as of today. And, um, and we're working as maybe as an extension to what the municipalities are really doing to address uh, leaks because we need to accelerate the uh, repair work as quickly as possible. So we're targeting, we've got a heat map with all the high concentration areas of leaks and there's six areas that we're going after. And um, we've got a number of our member companies behind that. And um, and it's a, really a, just a targeted approach to make an impact in the, in the short uh, possible sp- space of time. And then we also have something called Adopt a School, which we've been running for more than a year because we've been um, increasingly concerned about this water crisis. And yes. uh, 10% of the total water losses happens at schools. So we've how does that, how did, yeah. Why is that? And um, because of, uh, I guess the department is a department of public works and education. They haven't been doing what they're supposed to be doing at the schools. So, so we've sent teams in as business to fix the leaks, to put in rainwater harvesting uh, tanks. And in some cases, we've uh, sunk boreholes. So that's what we're doing through Adopter School. And then the other stream we're running is in partnership with Gift of the Givers that's focused on humanitarian efforts. Have we done? Some amazing things. I mean, we've had Cerebos now that's giving 
half a million liters of water a day for communities. And then Coca-Cola comes with their big trucks yeah. to fetch that and then give to the givers assist with that. That's just one example. Yeah. But it's been very heartening to see how the business community is rallying together. You you know, I, my, my children went to school in, in what was then Grahamstown. Um, mm-hmm. 15, 18 years ago. And I remember you used to drive back uh, to the airport at then PE. Uh, and I always used to pass a sign midway um, from Grandstown saying, or, or on the way back to PE, saying that this was a water scarce area. Please use water carefully. So it's obviously been under pressure for a long, much longer than 18 months. It was, I mean, was anything done about it? Was, or was it just a sign? Kind of, you know, do you, do you did we just do we just take these things for granted? Yeah, this this um, area has been under pressure for a long time, and the, the current lack of rain has been ongoing for a couple of years. You know, so 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 to us, mm. it's it's a fact of life that we live in a water scarce area. In fact, um, Dr. Andrew Muir, who sits on our board. He did an assessment of the impact of um, climate change on Nelson Mandela Bay, a very interesting study, and that shows that um, we can anticipate um, to have prolonged and ongoing periods of drought here, followed by flooding and storm surges like what we saw in KZN. And um, we've yeah. been working on plans around that as well because we need to protect our infrastructure. We've got vulnerable communities and so on. So. And because of the lack of maintenance of infrastructure and proactive approach, uh, we at high risk because of climate change as well. So, so, so I think the focus now in terms of business is on the um, emergency that we're in now and we're doing everything we can to support that emergency, but we also need to focus on the long term in tandem with that. So it's addressing the infrastructure shortcomings and also considering the impact of climate change. And Denise, so if you if you were able, let's say you've got the engineers inside business, no longer inside the municipality, to fix the leaks on the six um, hot areas that you're talking about, um, and let's say that the fourth um, phase of the Harib um, uh, project, Nordkadach project, is completed, um, is that is that problem over? Um, the completion date for, for that Noid, phase four of Noid Gedag is the end of 2024. That's the current timing. Okay. Just so you, mm-hmm. you have that timing there. And in the leaks, I think is, you know, we, it's like a bucket with holes in that we're busy trying to, to plug. And, um, and I think because of the, the aged infrastructure, just fixing the leaks isn't going to give a long term solution. It will give us some reprieve in the short to medium term. But long-term yeah. infrastructure maintenance needs to take place, and that needs to be instituted as an ongoing initiative. But if I can just come back to my question, because you were saying that there was some water coming from Noitgedacht, um, or, or do I misunderstand? We, we get a um, we have, there's a licensing agreement where the metro can get 209 megalitres a day from Noitgedacht. I understand right. that the amount we actually receiving or what I saw in the latest report was 173 megalitres a day. And then the consumption, the total consumption of the city has been standing at about 285 megalitres a day. So if you work that out and then you overlay it with right. the 40% losses, 29% through leaks and 11% unauthorized yes. consumption, then you can see that it doesn't. But, yeah. But if the fourth if the fourth phase of Nordgedacht is not finished, how is that water from 
a group them getting to PE? Well, it, it comes via the Neutgedag scheme. Okay. And then it, and then it, but and and the challenge we've had is that it hasn't gone into the entire city. It's gone right. to the one half of the city, and we need to connect the eastern and western sides. And it's the pump station infrastructure work that needs to be completed. Okay. And once, and that is what's going to take until 2024. No, the pump station work, um, the Kwana Buchle one is supposed to be completed at the end of this month, which okay. will be near the end of this month. So I really do hope that that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then there's also some other, there's two other pump stations that they, um, they're working on. Um, the one is Motherwell and Stanford Road where they, um, it's booster pump stations and that would allow for the transfer of the balance of the remaining yeah. water. It's interesting you say, you know, that, 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 that it's a water challenged area, but when you drive up the N2, say to PE or through, through to uh, up into uh, towards KwaZulu or Pondoland, uh, Port St. John's, the rivers look full and healthy. You know, the Khamtuas River looks fantastic. The Sunday's River looks fantastic. Um, what what am I missing? Why is the why why are we just not pumping water out of them? I think if you go to the the other side where the Kum River um and where the Impofu Dam Churchill Dams where those dams are located, that's where the rivers are are running very very low. Um, and then you okay. also have the added problem uh, with uh, alien vegetation that grows around those dams, and we think that's also um aggravating the situation. So there also needs to be an acceleration of efforts to remove that alien vegetation. And when you drive around the city, it, it's actually green. It's not like a drought I've experienced in my, my life. There's been a number of droughts here and it's always been brown in the city. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's actually green. Yeah. You know, so, so that's why I, it's a water management crisis. It's a combination of factors that have, have led us to this point. Has the city lost a particular sort of water manager leader figure i mean I, once again we don't want to get into the po politics necessarily of it but um you know a municipality losing the ability to fix pumps um is in big trouble from just plain water through to sewage um but are there particular are there, are there particular skills that have been lost to that that you know about and that would make a difference if they were to return? Yeah, our understanding is they used to have very good engineers and artisans that were very experienced, that understood the infrastructure system. And it's those people that have uh, either retired or they, they left early and there wasn't a, a good plan in terms of replacing them and ensuring continuity of those skills. So that's really, you know, what's required. And that's across all levels so that um, those skills are in place. I mean, the, the the municipality now, the council in PE is a coalition. How have you how have you finally convinced them that they've got a real problem here? Look, we engage with them on an ongoing basis. Um, you know, as I said, it doesn't matter who the coalition is; we'll work with whoever's in power. Um, and we have consistently flagged um, our concerns, and it's all around the basics. If you want to, our primary focus is on retaining investments and jobs in Nelson Mandela Bay, and on a personal level, I actually worked for General Motors and I worked on that exit project for three years before it happened. So for me, I don't want to see any other big companies uh, leave this metro. You mentioned some of them at the beginning of this interview. Um, you know, so we're doing everything we can to make sure we, we retain that investment. And what we're also realizing as a business community is 
with the dysfunction of, of um, government structures, and it's not just here in Nelson Mandela Bay, um, it's, it's all around the country, we need to become much more self-reliant. So we're also looking at, at plans and we've started rolling out what we're calling clusters. We've got some geographic clusters and also sectoral clusters that are geared at addressing uh, common issues in our operating environment. And out of interest, we've got a renewable energy cluster that we've started, which um, yeah. basically groups together 26 of the largest businesses where we're working together on a renewable energy solution and we'll get the required scale because of their critical mass. Um, and I think that's a trailblazer. I don't know anywhere else in the country where businesses are coming together to find solutions. So we, we've realized we, 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 can, we have to obviously keep lobbying and on, keep our advocacy initiatives going, but we also need to become part of the solution. So it's also opening the door for new types of collaboration and ways of getting things done because the alternative is you just switch off the lights and you leave the city, which we don't want that to happen. And have you found have you found amongst people in the city that there is a sense of still positivity and a determination to save it and to work together? I mean, have you, or you know, that do you see a lot of that sense of resignation? No, I think if you look at so if um, our chamber, for example, we've got a very strong board that has representation from across a lot of the the sectors in the the metro, and we had a strategy planning session towards the end of last year and um, where we all resolve that we don't want to leave the metro and we want to take action and do something about what's going on. So our number one priority was to get the city working again, you know, and that's where we focus because it's pie in the sky at this point in time to want to attract new investment. They've got to try and save what we have. And my sense is that the business community, we all rallying together. It's actually, for me, it's been incredible to see how companies are coming together. Even competitors that normally wouldn't work together are coming together with a common cause of retaining investment. Yeah. And, and I mean, our unemployment rate is now over 40% in Nelson Mandela Bay. That's untenable. So we need to do everything we can to, to save investment here. So I think the commitment is here for sure. So businesses have closed then. Um, you're referencing, okay, General Motors exited from the market. Oh, no, more generally, more recently. Yeah, so, so more recently, especially with the impact of COVID. So over the last two and a half years, the hospitality tourism sectors have taken the, the biggest hit. Um, so that's been very tough from that perspective. And then also global supply chain issues have also hurt our metro because um, we're very much a manufacturing city. There's a lot of large exporters here. So that is also... Um, impacted upon the operations um, and made it's just made the environment more and more difficult. So it's almost like a perfect storm of events. Denise, can you? Um, uh, you can't do it all, but but can this can this city be rescued? Well, we believe yes. <laughs> That's why we're yeah. trying. You know, and it might sound yeah. naive, but um, there's a lot of potential here. You know, we just need to get everybody doing the right thing and put uh, self-serving interests aside and, and focus on getting stability in place so that we can move forward. And that's you, when you talk about, you know, get people to realize um, uh, that you need stability. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about the politics. Interestingly enough, you are in a position to tell the rest of the country what our politics is going to look like in a couple of years because of. Mm-hmm. As seems likely, you know, the ANC doesn't get a majority in the next general election. 
then it's coalitions everywhere. What are they like to work with? Well, it's very hard working with the coalitions because they, you know, they keep changing in terms of who rules the city. So we've had uh, different coalition partners that last for a couple of months, then it changes again. And then you've got a new mayor. Um, we, For example, and if you look at the city manager debacle, we've had 15 different acting city managers over the last five years. That's unsustainable. And we've had, I think, six different mayors. You know, so you've got no continuity when you're dealing with these types of coalitions. So what we really need, if you if you look at what um, our political landscape, we've got the ANC and the DA represent the two biggest parties. Together, they're 80% of the vote that they represent. And you would think that the two of them would find a way to work together so that we can have stability, you know, and you're not having a stable situation and they keep flicking and flacking. Um, we, we, we need the political um, stability so that we can get economic stability going. Thank you so much for what must be um, very precious time. Uh, and the whole country will be wishing you good luck in the days and the week ahead. And thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another interesting guest. Until then, keep warm. Mm-hmm.